The Live Happy Now podcast and Dr. Partha Nandi are holding out for a health hero. But you got to be brave, you got to be strong, and you got to be fresh from the fight. Or something on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science. And it's actually younger than the internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I am your host, J.R. Houston, and I am excited that you are making us a part of your day, wherever you are in the world, however you may be listening. And my apologies straight away. Allergies in Texas are so terrible right now. So if you can get through this part and get to the interview, we greatly appreciate you sticking around. We've got uh, the new magazine is out right now. Anna Ferris is on the cover. You can also get the digital edition of that magazine if you cannot find a hard copy at your local Barnes & Noble in case they're already all sold out. You never know. You can get the digital edition on the Google Play Store. You can also find it on the Apple Store. And more and more of you are tuning in to the Live Happy Radio Show. Right now we are airing on terrestrial radio only in the Dallas-Fort Worth market, and that's on 98.7 K-Love. But the good news about that is that you can stream 98.7 7k love on radio.com anywhere in the world so if you happen to be up on sunday mornings at eight o'clock central daylight time you can tune in so please do so by searching kluv on radio.com well as i mentioned in the open our guest this week is dr partha nandi and the creator and host of the medical lifestyle television show ask dr nandi he's also the chief health editor at uh, wxyz an abc affiliate in detroit a practicing physician and a renowned international speaker so he's actually doing the stuff that he's saying he's doing. He's not just a TV doctor. He's got a new book out as well. Ask Dr. Nadi and sharing the five steps to becoming your own hashtag health hero for longevity, well-being and a joyful life. Well, Dr. Nandy, I, I've got to say, uh, you may be one of the few TV doctors, someone who's on TV as a doctor who actually still practices. So that's got to be quite an accomplishment. You Do you have time for anything else? How'd you have time to write a book? Yeah, you know, I, I always tell you. Uh, I always tell people when they ask me that it's it's always a passion, right? So you, it's amazing when when you are passionate about something, you have purpose. You make the time to do what you what you really think is going to be useful, and 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 really change change some of the the people that you you would like to affect. So, having said that, you know you have to have a team of people around you, and you know that too. It's mm-hmm. whatever you do, essentially, you just, if you have the right team around you, you can really succeed. So. You know, we have in my medical practice, I have eight partners, and we have a, a staff that helps me. And then also in my, my television world, I have producers and directors. And, and, and you know, even when I'm writing the book, I wrote the book, but, but I also have a publisher that, that you know, kind of talks about this is the right way to be able to uh, distribute the book and everything else. But at the end of the day, I really wanted people to, to have the best prescriptions for lack of a better word to live a better life and so that that's why i'm doing all these things that i'm doing i think that i tell my kids i have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and a 14-year-old i tell them you know what if you can 
change one life, you, your life is, is I feel, feel like it's really worthwhile and fulfilled. And if you can do that for millions, boy, you know, what, what a real privilege. Absolutely, and and it's great that you've got uh, the teams of people around you in in, in all those different realms, uh, different hats you wear that are that are willing to help you out. The book is called, uh, as we mentioned, uh, "Ask Dr. Nandy: Five Steps to Becoming uh, Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and a Joyful Life." What was your inspiration to to write this book, and and why now? Why is this something you're passionate about right now? Uh, you know, thanks. It's a great question. It's it's it really started when I was uh, six years old. And so I was, when I was six years old, I, I nearly died of a disease called rheumatic fever. My, oh my. my parents didn't really know um, what was going on. You know, they went to multitudes of doctors and finally found a real, a great pediatrician who saved my life along with my parents. And at that time, I didn't know it, <laughs> but it was, you know, they were my first health heroes. That really started me in the path of medicine along with my mom telling me well, great stories about my grandpa being a doctor. So I practiced medicine for a long time. And then uh, nine years ago, my dad had a, had a really horrible stroke, disabling stroke. And then, you know, I thought I could, I, I really knew how to practice medicine and I knew how to take care of people. But when I was on the other side, something really dramatic happened to me. Uh, I could tell within 30 seconds if someone really cared about my dad or not. I mean, you could mm. tell right away. And I said to myself, we need to do more and, and, and I needed to learn more and I needed to, to teach people about what it's like to be a patient, how can you be your own advocate, your own health hero? So that started the movement. I didn't want a catastrophe like losing, almost losing my life or, or almost losing my dad to a stroke to really you know, be the reason, the catalyst for learning this. How can we do this in health? How can we do this in illness? How can we do this even when there's a catastrophe? And so I started a television show called Ask Dr. Nandy, and we were in one station in Detroit, in the heart of uh, America, and, and now we're in 95 million homes in the U.S., and and 120 plus million homes in, in the world and so we reach a ton of people every day and so the book came along because I, I really wanted to to enhance what we're doing we already had done a lot of television we were doing digital and social media we have almost a million followers on Facebook but there are a lot of people that get their information from the print media so I wanted to write a book now I thought it was the right time I thought that we could enhance what we have already and reach an audience of people that really needed to know you know what what it takes to to really take power of your health in charge of your health and then live the best life and that's what uh, you know really motivated me to write ask dr. Nandy uh, five steps to becoming your own healthier as you talked about and and not just to live but you know the title of the book talks about longevity well-being and a joyful life you know it's yeah. not about always just existing right it's not about just hanging out in with a feeding tube and a catheter and it's really about thriving and living a joyful life and that's that's the message, and that's why I thought it'd be important for to write a book and pass that that message along. How could you do that, and do it in a way that's that's that doesn't require you know potions and buying a bunch of crap and, <laughs> yeah. and spending spending more money that kind of thing. You know, it's just we want to make it simple that that people can reach. I wanted to be able to do it so it's an eighth or ninth grade language. People people can understand it. And not a bunch of junk to be able to go through. 
Yeah, and not make it so inaccessible to people because this is an important message, and and I think that's why I like the fact that you've you know you've got the TV show, you you you've got the book, and and your social media, and you're you're reaching out to us uh, through this uh, to reach as many people as possible because this is a very important message that you're you're, you're very clearly passionate about, and and we're passionate about as well because I believe having watched this, and and we believe through through scientific studies that we read that there's a definite correlation between your uh, mental well-being and and the the way you experience life and, and a joyful life and your physical well-being and and it sounds like that's something you believe as well. Absolutely, you know when I when I talk to my patients in my office, I tell them, you know, it's, it's really about nourishing your body and your soul. So what I and I and they said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, it's not just about saying my physical numbers. You know, my blood pressure is okay, my weight's okay, and and all the rest of it, that's, of course, important. My lab test, absolutely critical. As a doctor, I think it's really critical. But it's just as important as you, you know, really aptly pointed out is that, you know, how your mind is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's an old Prince song, right? I, I'm probably paraphrasing. It says, instead, instead of asking how much of my time I've got left, ask how much of my mind. It's one of my favorite Prince song. You know, yeah. it's, let's go crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, that's really what it's all about. But then there's more. When your mind is in a great state of health, guess what? Your physical health prospers. Studies now, studies now show that your blood pressure, your heart, your heart rate, your, all the diseases that, we, that kill us actually go down. So they actually talk to each other. You know, I'm a gastroenterologist by profession, an internist and gastroenterologist, and there's something called the gut-brain axis. So what that means in English is that the, you know, uh, the intestine actually is connected to the brain. In fact, the intestinal intestinal uh, system, all of the digestive system actually has a more complex nervous system than the brain. Yeah. The immune system is amazing. So, of course, you know, how you feel is going to affect your gut and the rest of your body and how your mental state, and, 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 and if you've got, and in the book we talk about five pillars or prescriptions really for your health, and, and one of them is purpose. And, and, and purpose gives you that feeling that you feel like, you know what, this is what I'm doing because I want to. Not because someone's, you know, forcing me to. Now, listen, all of us have to pay bills. All of us have to do stuff we don't always want to do. But in the end, do you have a purpose-driven life? That's huge. Now, the other, the other pillars I talk about are, you know, do you, do you actually, once you have purpose, do you have purposeful movement? I'm not talking about running an ultra marathon or, you know, crossing the Gobi Desert or, <laughs> you know, lifting thousand pounds over your head yeah. and <laughs> throwing it down. So. All the people can hear you. That, that's not really – is it purposeful movement, and what are you doing it for? Is it mindful eating? That's the third pillar. Do you, do you eat mindfully, and what does that mean, and how can you do that? I also talk about cultivating the mind, meaning that you know, once you've kind of you've – got, you've got mastered some of these techniques, how do we go to the next level? How do you practice mindfulness? How do you practice meditation? How do you practice yoga and, and, and even prayer? How can it help you? And I show scientific evidence how that can help you. And lastly, your tribe. You know, all of us have our tribes, and it doesn't just have to be our families, mm-hmm. our physical families. It could be tribes. So it could be at work or at play or whatever it is. And, and human beings, we thrive in tribes. That's yes. how we stayed alive for all these years. So I talk about those five prescriptions, and I, and I really put them together. And, and when they're put together and they're used efficiently, it is a force to be reckoned with, reckoned with 
to preserve your health and well-being. And I like that you brought up uh, tribes as well because, uh, you know, we can go through all these practices. And, and I like that you were, use the word practice as well because it is a practice. A lot of these things are, you know, if they're not ingrained in you or if they're not something that you grew up with, you've got to work at them to, to make them a part of of what you're doing. Um but I, I'm glad that you brought up tribes because we have talked a lot on this podcast and on our radio show about the benefits of, of social connection. You really, the successes you have, yeah, you played a big role in them and, and they're your successes, but there are all kinds of people that are there to help you along the way. And those social connections are a big factor in, in your, your happiness and well-being. I mean, just, it, it can't really be understated. No doubt about it. Well said. You know, the thing is that, you know, when I talk to our team, I never say that, oh, you know, I did this or, or I got this. It's like we. It's always we because it is a we. I mean, you, you know, if you don't do it together, you can't get anything accomplished. And you, you have to understand that you can be a leader. That's very different than saying that I did it all. You can be a leader to get people to really understand their worth and, and have, a, have people understand what their role is, and absolutely, I think if we do anything, uh, you know, in a in a in, in a tribe fashion. So that means, you know, it's six o'clock in the morning. Let's say you want to you want to wake up and do something to, to to improve your health. Let's say you want to walk, or you know, and you have a buddy that calls you up and says, "Hey, you know what, Parth, I want to go for a, for a walk." You know what? You're accountable to that person. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "Nah, I'm just going to go back to bed." You can say that to yourself. But you can't say that to your buddy or your buddies, you know, and then that's why the power of group session. I did talk today uh, in front of several hundred people, and, and right before me was, uh, you know, this the, there was a person that was really energetic, and she had people kind of get warmed up from the talk, and the entire room, you know, got up and did the exercises. But I bet you if it was, you know, if it was just one person doing it and just have to watch, it's not as powerful as a group doing it together. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely true. And then social isolation. I can't. I cannot ever emphasize enough how important social isolation is as a problem in our country. You know, I mean, you're seeing is an epidemic of suicide, epidemic of depression, um, psychiatric disorders, and people. You know, it's great. We we really, really, I think, um, push and 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 take pride in being independent, right? Tell your kids and everybody. Yeah. Else. But 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 at the same time, we 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 are incredibly lonely as a society and Western society in general. And social isolation leads to so many problems. So absolutely, if we can get some real tribes and ties, it's, it's going to help you in, in all aspects of your life, productivity as well as your health and wellness. So, you know, tribe is gigantic for me, and, 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 and that's a big part of our book uh, that we're the Ask Dr. Nandy, Five Steps to Become Your Own Healthier. I think it's really a big part of it as it puts it together. You know, when you do these things, you're trying to. I'm trying to teach achieve mm-hmm. purpose, getting mindful, leading purposeful movement, and 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 even cultivating your mind. When you do it as a group, even more powerful. Absolutely, and and to, to kind of dovetail off that idea, if you're part of a tribe and you see someone uh, who's who's kind of being lonely, you know, reach out to them. We were I was at a luncheon the other day, uh, and the former police chief of Dallas, Texas, who was the police chief. Uh, when the tragedy happened uh, down here with the, the officers losing their lives. And he talked about how when he was 11 years old, as a young black kid, uh, it bust to an all-white school. He felt extremely isolated, extremely lonely, until one day one of the kids came over and said, hey, do you want to come to my house for dinner? Hadn't talked to him in three months, 
and and suddenly this this uh, this kid at his school, a white kid, invited him home in the seventies, and that wasn't something that was done in Dallas in the seventies. Uh, and his whole worldview was changed. His whole life was changed because someone invited him to dinner. And I thought that was a very uh, powerful message as well. That's amazing. That's good. I think I think I've seen the book that um, that 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 gentleman wrote. Yeah. And that's an amazing story. You're absolutely right. You know, you, the, the simple acts. And the other thing that we talk about in the book is that small, small, small changes in behavior leading to huge results. Here's the, the, the Dallas police chief, I mean, you know, very prominent person in, in, the, in the community, uh-huh. and saying, listen, you know what, I am just like you. I mean, the message is that we're all really the same, you know, when it comes down to whether you're president of a big company or, or just, you know, the, like the rest of us just working every day. Yeah. You, know, you still need that, that feeling that, you know what, that you belong, that you are significant, that you are important. I care. And that, that, that what that's shown now is that, you know, there's a hormone that a lot of, you know, and I'm sure you were, were heard of is cortisol. Yeah. And when your cortisol levels are elevated, you know, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem um, people don't really think of it intuitively, but your fight or flight response, which is what kept us alive. You know, I think that uh, one joke that one of my uh, one of the guys who works with uh, me is Dr. Rick Hansen, and says, you know, throughout history, mankind, and I guess womankind, human, the human race has we survived because we wanted to eat lunch and not be lunch. You know, and that, that <laughs> right, and so that that survival instinct has kept us going, but we still have it. So when you get rejection and you get isolated. You're, you're, that same stress reaction takes over. And what that does on the microscopic level is increased disease, increased inflammation, and wreak havoc in your body. So when that 11-year-old boy had that invitation for dinner and said, you know what, I'm, I'm actually not alone, that changed everything for him. And so that's a really good example. We talk about it and, and how you can – and sometimes it's not as easy as somebody coming up. So what do you do proactively to go out there? I think – the internet people have lots of problems with it. They say it's horrible and this and that, but it allows us to be able to reach out. For example, there's a there's a group called the Royals, uh, and and you can go to theroyal.com, and you know we work with them extensively. And what they do, they're not geographically linked, but they're a tribe that supports each other. And and you know when you don't have anybody, let's say you're in a little town, you don't really have anybody, and you want to reach out, boom, you got a group like this all of a sudden to the the miracle of technology that can support each other. And the Royals, I mean, get have get-togethers in certain parts, but even remotely through the social media, through digital media, they, they support each other. And that is huge, you know. And so I think, uh, great story, you know, the, the Okinawans, I think they have five people that they have around them. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they stick with them the entire their entire life and help them to really absorb a lot of life's impacts and, and help helps them maintain great health. They're one of the groups of people that live over a hundred, one of the the biggest groups yeah. in the world that live over a hundred. And, and and it's not in any small part because of this this idea of a tribe and how they can support each other. Yeah, and and that that group is uh, we talk about them all the time. Like you said, they they have great social structure. Uh, they are doing a lot of purposeful movement. Uh, they they get their exercise because you know they're out they're they're cleaning as a group or they're you know putting together their homes in in purposeful ways. They eat really well. I mean, they're they're the epitome of I think just about everything you talk in your uh, exactly. talk about in your book. And, and they and they have a good time. The thing is that you know what what I'm trying to put put forth in this in my new book is that 
it doesn't have to be a chore. You know, because listen, when people tell you that, you know, you have a kind of a methodology or a system, they go, oh, no. Yeah. You should have been there, like, oh, I got to do some crazy crap, you know? Yeah. And, and the, the idea is that, like, the Okinawans, it's like how they live. They're not, they're not giving anything up. And yeah. that's the key. How do you make it? It's, how do you make it so that it becomes second nature? Like my, my daughter, you know, I don't, ever have, I don't ever have to tell her to turn on the cell phone, ever. Second nature. Because she has purpose in that phone, right? She wants to get in that thing. And so how do we make our lives like that so that, you know, eating, purpose, eating purposefully, moving with purpose, eating mindfully, and, and doing these things I'm talking about becomes second nature. And that's how, and you talked about practice. You know, all of us have to practice. And you keep uh-huh. practicing, you'll do well. Tiger Woods, at the top of his game, right, at, when he was at the top of his game, best golfer ever, had a coach so he could practice yeah. his putting, his short game. I mean, here's a guy who was like winning everything, and even at that time had a coach. Michael Jordan had a coach. Every single greatest athlete or performer has a coach. It's because in life we're all practicing. And if we just continue to practice on a consistent level, you become a health hero and you really can thrive. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing, I think, for people because you're like, oh, well, I just need to do these five things and I'll be fine. And you start it and it goes for a couple of days and then you forget to do it. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just give up. No, no, no. You keep working at it. And eventually, like you said, second nature. And, and, uh, but that doesn't mean you stop practicing. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're mindful of these things you're doing for folks. And, that, the, and the effects can be immediate. I'll tell you, I mean, yeah. When I ask my patients to do some of these things, they go, I did not know I could feel like this. They're just amazed. You get used to feeling like crap, you know, and you say, this yeah. is my normal. I'm all right. But when you can really feel better and not feel bloated after every single time that you eat, not have to, like, feel like, you know, you've just swallowed a you know, big turkey every time. There are people <laughs> who go through their whole lives feeling like that. They don't even know what it's like to actually feel comfortable. People have gone through their lives with a with a barrier around them. They don't even know what it's like to be free, meaning barrier socially, barrier psychologically. They don't even know what it's like because in their world, that's all they know. And so what's amazing to me is I tell, I tell people, I tell my patients, and I write in the, in the book, is that give me five minutes. Just give me five minutes to, to practice mindfulness. I will change your life. And yeah. they come back and they say, oh, my gosh. We actually did a mobile meditation unit in the Detroit Police Department, you know, in the third precinct, and it was one of the toughest places. And, and you know, let me tell you, the, the officers came. You know, they were not, like, running in, but they came. Yeah. And within minutes, you know, their pressure, heart rate, everything was down. And within over a period of time, it was down even when they were not doing the actual act. So the, the, it, it's just powerful, some of these techniques. And when you do it, you don't need any special equipment. You have to buy 15 books or pills or all that junk, you know, and waste your fortune only to buy something else. Yeah. The idea is that how can you do it simply? And you can do it, like you said, past the five days. Exactly. And and uh, that that's I'm glad you brought up the Detroit police point is I think there's a lot of people who kind of hear us talking about this stuff or, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a husband whose whose wife has been listening to this podcast or watching your show or or whatever it is. And they're like, ah, yeah, whatever. OK, OK. Telling you, just give it a shot. Give it a week. And you'll feel better after that week, and then you'll want to do it more, and then it, it, it becomes it – beca- the, the self-improvement and the mindfulness, honestly, it becomes a little bit addicting because you do oh, – you feel absolutely. so great. Absolutely. You got it. That's, that's very insightful. You're absolutely right. Not, not everybody gets that. It's that once you start feeling that good, you don't want to give that up. Yeah. And then it, becomes, then it becomes part of your routine. And then you, you, don't, you don't say, well, how do, I, how do I fit my mindfulness in my 
daily routine, you say, how do I fit my daily routine into my mindfulness? Yeah. Everything kind of changes, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because once you feel, let's say you're on a high blood pressure medication and you're able to reduce one or maybe two of the three that you're on, that's ball game, you know, and all the, I mean, this is a, this is a practice that, guess what, will not make you nauseous in 4% of the cases, <laughs> yeah. will not make you dizzy or make you explode in, in, you know, studies, but please go ahead and take that pill anyway. I mean, this is like no side effects, all upside, and who wouldn't want that? The secret is you got to be able to get past all the misnomers and crazy people who talk about, oh, you know, you're sitting on top of a mountain and, you know, cross-legged and no, who yeah. knows what and all that crap. So I think that, I think we try to make it simple in the book and say this is what you can do, and we give real examples, real tables, real real life stories, and and to to make it so that people who are living every day, you know, in, in realistic worlds, scenarios, that can really benefit from. It. It's really important to me that that we we reach people in a real way and not something just just to just to write something to write something so it's prolific. It's to write something to be effective and and yeah. also to be practical. You know, we have recipes even in there that that are that even you and I can make, which is, you know, I don't know how good of a cook you are, you know, what I mean, but you know, I, I mean, can make it, and so I'm sure anybody can make it. <laughs> but you know, because it's it's not just about saying that, oh, by the way, you know, eat healthy. Well, we all know that. But how do you do it? And we give you the how as well. We give you the, not just the the what, but the how. Lots of times, you know, books or prescriptions or are even going to someone and getting advice. These give you the what. But then you go home and say, what about the how? How do I do this? It's like giving you this souffle or something. You know, say, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. These are the ingredients. See you later. Like, wait a minute. How do you do it? And yeah. so what, what's important to me is the how is also really, really present. It's, it's, you know, this book is my life's work. And what I've been practicing with our family, with my family when I was growing up, with my family now uh, that I'm raising, and also my patients and my community and, and and it's been growing, and I think that people will really benefit from it. Well, I, I certainly hope people uh, check out the book. It's uh, Ask Dr. Nandy, The uh, Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and a Joyful Life. And I honestly, I don't feel like we even scratched the surface of the good stuff that's in there. But I do want to mention this because you talked about all the great benefits of doing these things that, 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 uh, that don't go a lot, you know, that beat pills and beat the, the medications you get. Here's one you didn't say. There's no copay every time you uh, practice mindfulness. You don't have to pay. Boom, that's great. You don't have to pay twenty five dollars. Awesome. You can exactly. save your money, uh, <laughs> Doctor Nettie. I should tell people how to, how to get this. I didn't. I'm sure I did the whole time. I didn't mention yeah. how they can even get the book and pre order it. So you just go to askdrnandy.com. So it's A S K D is in dog R N A N D I dot com. And and if you go there, there'll be a link. It'll say it'll say book, and you can click it and. And we're giving for just uh, you know those who are listening to podcasts a special offer where they can actually get a lot of things, a lot of other benefit benefits such as we have an app that you can take um, on the go, and we we have uh, eBooks as as well as whole meditation guides, lots of great stuff for people who are listening to podcasts who want to order the book even before it comes out on September twelfth. Perfect, and we'll also link uh, to your website on uh, our website, livehappynow.com. But that was going to be my next question, so you took care of that for us. Uh, very excited about this book. Uh, it uh, does uh, drop, as the kids say, on September 12th. But, again, go on to uh, uh, Ask Dr. Nandy 
livehappynow.com uh, or livehappynow.com and pre-order now. And uh, we'll, we'll throw in some bonuses as well. We want to make this uh, a great deal for, for our listeners. There is, again, as I said, so much we didn't cover, but I want to thank you for your time. I know you're you're very passionate about this, so you were able to make time, and uh, we are incredibly grateful for that. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Good talking to you. The book, Ask Dr. Nandi, is going to be available on uh, September 12th, but you can pre-order it now and receive bonus material. That's right, special edition stuff, including a one-year subscription to Live Happy magazine. Then you never have to worry about Barnes & Noble running out of the hard copies. What do you think of that? You can get uh, that uh, copy as well as the Superfoods Cookbook and much, much more. Just go to visit uh, livehappynow.com and get more details. We are out of time here on the Live Happy Now podcast, but if you enjoyed what you heard or maybe you want to add something to the conversation or maybe you didn't like what you heard, whatever, we want your feedback. You can find us on Twitter at livehappy or facebook.com slash livehappy, or you can do it the old-fashioned way, weird to say. You can send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. For all of us at Live Happy Magazine and the Live Happy Now podcast, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy.